Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, like I said yesterday, was a fast week. Already headed towards the weekend. Uh, excited about that. Uh, how about those NBA games, huh? You know, uh, the teams that needed to win won for uh, the NBA, which came down to the Suns, Memphis, and Portland. Unfortunately, with uh, the Suns, they went. They were the only undefeated team in the bubble, but uh, their season came to an end yesterday because as Portland was the eight seed and Memphis was the nine seed, they needed one of those teams to lose and uh, them to win for them to get in. Uh, same with the Spurs as well. The Spurs needed a lot of help, and kudos to Coach Popovich for keeping them competitive, uh, you know, keeping them their spirits high. The the 22-season playoff run came to an end, and what a run it was, you know, having the Hall of Famers, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan on the same team, uh, acquiring five championships uh, between those times, you know, uh, a feat that not many coaches do and, and one of the better coaches to ever coach the game of basketball. So even though we won't be seeing the Spurs uh, this year, you can't forget the legacy that Coach Pop has left on that. And he's developing some good young players. I believe they'll be right back to start another 22-season streak as long as he's the coach of that helm. So congrats on Coach Pop for being one of the best leaders and one of the best coaches to ever coach in the NBA. Uh, regarding the Phoenix Suns, you know, uh, you know, Monty Williams and the Suns shocked the world basically when, with the schedule they had and the gauntlet they had, they were given a 0.03% chance to go undefeated in the bubble, and they exceeded all expectations. Devin Booker played his heart out. Uh, Aiton was a good center for them. You know, their defense was stellar. It was amazing to see how they took the motivation to show them that, hey, we're competitors as well. We don't lie down easy. It was a great showing by them. Just unfortunately, the way the the mathematics worked, it, it, it just didn't work in their favor, which it, which is it's kind of sad because it's like, dang, we went undefeated for nothing. But I don't know, I don't know if it was for nothing because I, I think if they were to acquire another piece or so, they'll be able to get into the playoffs next year. But it all depends, you know, since they went undefeated, you know, you got to see where they're going to land on the drafting board. So some say they could have hurt their chances of getting on the drafting board. But I don't necessarily think that's, that's a bad thing because if you've shown you can win with the pieces you had there this year, then I think with some development, I'm, you can be right where you started uh, like you did this year. So I think the future has a chance to be bright for the young Phoenix Suns. You know, uh, Devin Booker solidified himself as one of the top players in the National Basketball Association. So, uh, a great showing by them. You know, I, I look forward to seeing how they will to go with this momentum, should I say, into next season. You know, make sure it's not a fluke or something like that. Make sure that they have, uh, you know, given themselves opportunity to be looked at as a threat in the West as well as we were known of the old sons of old when Steve Nash and Mari Starmine was there. Going to Portland and Memphis. Uh, Memphis, basically, you know, they played the Bucks and the Bucks didn't really have Giannis. So it, it was kind of foretelling they would win, but the margin that they won, you know, with Ja Morant, you know, uh, supposed rookie of the year, Ja Morant, uh, if everything goes as planned, he, he had a triple W, you know, 12 points. I think it was 10 rebounds and 12 assists. Added on with Valachunas having 29 points and, uh, excuse me, Dylan Brooks, who uh, had 31. So 
did that young team show that they had the grit and determination, even though they started off kind of wavy. You know, I think they started off 0-4. And, and I I personally said I had, didn't see them win a game with that gauntlet they had. But they proved me wrong. And, you know, they proved that they deserved to be in. And uh, it, it's just going to be great for that young team. We're seeing a lot of young teams this year, you know, develop and grow up and mature so fast. And I think that's a good telling of where the league is headed, you know, after the greats like LeBron and Durant and all of them retire, you know, Kawhi and, and all those uh, players that have been for a little bit or a long time. So I like the way the league is headed. And uh, kudos to Ja, uh, kudos to that Memphis squad. The best of luck to them. Now, with Portland, uh, they had to dog it out against the Nets. I mean, Carrot Levert and the Nets were not going away. At one point, they had a 10-point lead with a little under uh, eight minutes to go. But, you know, Dame Dollar, <laughs> Dame Time, Damian Lillard, you know, you, you never can count Portland out whenever he's on a hot streak. You know, he provided them with, you know, another 30-plus night. I think uh, I read a stat that said ever since Saturday, whenever the Pat Beverly and Paul George situation rose, he scored a total of 142 points since that very night. And that's just amazing and showing his competitive spirit, you know. So I think it's going to be a nice little play-in game for uh, on that begins on Saturday. You know, uh, of course, if Portland wins tomorrow and that's it, they're in and to play the Lakers on Tuesday. If Memphis wins, then I believe they'll play the next day and then they'll solidify. I have Portland winning more than likely. Uh, whether I think they'll win tomorrow or win Sunday, that's the big question mark to me because I, you really don't know what kind of energy Memphis will bring. you know. But I think Portland's been there before. You know, Portland's a, a well-rounded coach team, a well-rounded team itself. And I think that uh, it will be a great matchup between them and the Lakers. I will see them get pushing the Lakers to six or seven games. So we'll all see how that uh, comes into fruition. It'll be interesting weekend for sure. And then we'll finally be heading to the playoffs and see what uh, all the hype will be and what, what storylines and outcomes will be as well. So it was a great season for NBA, even though we had to stop it because of COVID-19, but the way they picked it up, and kudos again to Adam Silver for creating this bubble and creating this environment for players to play. It'll be very, very interesting to see if they'll go with this span uh, next year in case COVID-19 hasn't uh, calmed down yet. So uh, moving on, I was talking about uh, NFL yesterday. I said I'll talk about a few storylines, uh, just not as in length as I did uh, the NFC South uh, yesterday because that was my, my basically my division so I had to talk about it a little bit more so I think I'll uh, go to now the AFC East you know as we know there's been a lot of shake up there you know uh, Tua Tagovailoa going to Miami uh, Cam Newton being released from the Panthers and now uh, being picked up by the Patriots uh, the Buffalo Bills now solidifying themselves as a uh, legit AFC East contenders as well, you know, with them acquiring uh, Diggs, you know, with Josh Allen uh, improving himself every year. And he's one of those interesting quarterbacks where I think if he grows and he develops, he'll most definitely be a respected uh, quarterback in the league, more respected in my opinion, because he's a gritty player. I mean, he'll give you 110%. He'll put his body on the line no matter what. 
So you, it's good to see a quarterback like that with that much determination, that much grit. So that'll be an interesting aspect for the Bills. Uh, with Cam Newton, it'll be interesting to see how he'll adjust or will he adjust to the system that's in play for the Patriots. We'll see if him and Josh Daniels will be able to get along and will be able to call plays that fit both of their identities because we know it's, well, uh, the Patriots haven't had a running quarterback in, I think, ever. So a dual threat quarterback is a new sight for them. And uh, let's not be around the bush. I mean, a black starting quarterback for the Patriots isn't always the norm. <laughs> we know we saw um, uh, saw it before when Tom Brady got suspended, but that we haven't seen a legit starting black quarterback for the Patriots. So it'll be interesting to see how it'll be adjusted up there in Boston and up there in that area. Uh, well, talking about Miami, uh, they're 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 a big they're a big question mark because on one hand I see them being a good team. And on the other hand, I see them like being uh, still developing. But the players that they acquire, you know, they they got Chris Harris from, oh, not Chris Harris. Uh, I forgot his name, but um, I'll come back to him in a second. But they got that cornerback from Dallas. His name escapes me, but I will get back to that. But then they acquired two with Tagovailoa. And it's be interesting to see uh, how they say he's 100%. So if he's 100% and we've seen what he can do, I mean, he can throw it. He can make any type of throw in the window. I mean, he's a gunslinger to a fault, but he's still a gunslinger. And I think that uh, they'll they'll be able to at least have a good offense, you know, depending on how the line is. But we don't know if he'll end up starting or they'll end up still letting him learn under uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see because, you know, you never know with rookies. Uh, you'll know if they'll end up starting right off the bat or they'll let the veteran teach them. And then they'll go and uh, play more games or play it all that season. You know, we saw that when Baker first entered the league, they, the Browns started Tyrod Taylor over him. And then Baker ended up starting the third week. So <laughs> you never know with this league. It's never a sure thing on what the uh, league will do and what the league will uh, instill. Not necessarily the league, but the teams, should I say. So that'll be interesting in itself. And then the Jets, uh, with them losing uh, Jamal Adams, you know, Le'Veon Bell being really the only star on there, I really don't see them making that much noise, really. I see them as another, you know, three, four, five win max team, basically. So that's my opinion on them. It's not really much to say about the Jets. Uh, sorry, no offense to you Jets fans, but there's really not much uh, light in the tunnel with that situation, in my opinion, because I think they're in just a full rebuilding mode. I mean, because they lost, not only they lose Jamal Adams, but then they lost Robbie Anderson to Carolina. You know, their line's not great at all. You know, Sam Darnold has been, meh, so far in his career. So it's just, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of depressing times for the state of New York football, unless you're a Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> so, uh, as I said, let me go ahead and see who that, he escaped me, the cornerback from Dallas, Byron Jones. That's what it was. I didn't have to look it up. Came back to me. Byron Jones, who, uh, w- who went from Dallas to Miami. So that was a good pickup for them defensively. 
So it'll be interesting. To It'll be a great season, I think. Hopefully we'll be able to still keep it, you know, if they can follow the protocol for COVID and everything. But uh, looking forward to it, you know. So hope you all have a great weekend. Hope you guys get to catch a few games. And as always, stay safe in these uh, troubling times. Peace.